Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited, very special episode. Not in the very special episode sense, but a very special episode <laughs> in that this is probably a top five-ish Cage movie. Really? Oh, yeah, I didn't even is, know that. This, this is, is a is beloved huge. film. Huh. Vampire's Kiss from 1988. With us again, Cara Gale O'Regan. Hi, Cara. Hello. You may know her from her last Cage Club Revisited, G-Force. But, yeah, uh, Vampire's Kiss is wonderful. It's great. I love it. I, oh, I'm happy to hear it. I, I just picked it because it had vampires in the I title. I don't know what you're going to think of it, but we're going to find out together. <laughs> we are watching the DVD today. We are putting on the English subtitles right now. Um, this movie, for all intents and purposes, you can go ahead and play in three, two, one, play. Um, for all intents and purposes, this is where all the cage memes that you know and love came from. Um, alphabet, uh, him, oh. as, him in a coffin. Uh, I'm a vampire. Him eating things. We'll, we'll get to it all. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, man, I am excited. I have yeah. not seen this. I have a feeling you're going to want to rewatch this one on your own one day. <laughs> New York City, baby. Pre-9-11. We are playing along Cage Club oh. movie bingo. You can download the bingo card at cageclub.me. We have the bingo card link from every page, every Cage Club revisit the page. It's a nice opening shot of New York City there. It's a very nice shot. From the bottom of... Is that true? Maybe, maybe they're on Ellis Island or something? Like, mm, maybe. maybe. Out there. No, because Ellis Island's like a little bit to the left. Local references, guys. <laughs> I think it's like down below the Bowery, like on the These water. These are some nice shots, though. Yeah. If you're listening to this, Sun's please email down. us. Please email us. Mailbag at cageclub.me. Let us know you're listening. Let us know if you're watching the movie while listening. Let us know if you're just listening. Let us know if you're playing bingo. Let us know if you've played bingo to other Cage movies. Because this is not just for Cage Club Revisited. The bingo card is for your everyday Cage Club bingo needs. Exactly. I won the last game of bingo, which is surprising. I am pretty excited we're really setting up the sun in these opening shots. The sun is here, the natural enemy of the vampire. But it's the the setting sun, so you're getting that nice twilight. Oh, I thought it was rising. Mm, no, well, it's definitely that magic hour. I yeah, yeah either before or yeah. after. I think just based on like the location of the sun, I think it's setting. Fun in fact: the Joseph Minion, who wrote this movie, also wrote the movie Minions. Oh what? my god, are you serious? No, I'm not serious. No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. No. I don't think so. <laughs> There's no way. Based on the true story of his but life. Of his life. Robert Him Bierman? and his, his brothers. I never even looked up or thought this director was worth a Google, I guess. I didn't know what it was. Worth a Google. Robert Bierman. Ah. Hazy. Late 1980s New York City. All smoggy. It's uh, this is it's not Cage voiceover, but he is putting oh, on an accent. Oh yeah, he's doing like a uh, bad accent is one hundred percent crossed off already because this entire it's continental. Movie. Sort of yeah, thing. he's trying to do like a like a wealthy like Catherine Hepburn something like that. We don't know what he's doing in this movie. That's it's rich man. Of... He's doing rich man. Yeah, this is like if Tommy Wiseau had more talent, <laughs> the choices he would make. Right, if if Wiseau had talent, period. Right, like if his choices were to work. Oh, you said bad accent. We can bad check accent, one hundred percent. You can 
you can check off. Mike, I'm so happy that this movie inspired a bingo square that we've not been able to cross off oh. that I have on my card. Cage stands on something weird. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember when we added that. Because, that was a I mean, mid-game he, addition. He ends up standing on things throughout so many movies. Including this one. We will get to it. He needs to be, like, high up to to sort of see below and be able to... To disperse his power. Yeah. To the minions. I think this is where David Hart Pierce shows up. How many times can I use the word minions <laughs> in this podcast recording? Well, uh, three so far. Can keep a tally? Oh, yeah. Cool. Here's David Hype Pierce, right? Am I not mistaken? Is he somewhere Cage drinks here? alcohol. Do it. Somewhere. Do it, Cage. Take a sip. Give me that bingo card. Kara, do you think this... Because, like... Mike and I have been unabashed that we think Cage has been attractive in things. I can't tell in this... He gets crazy looking, but here when he's still put together, do you think that this Cage is attractive? Mm. Have you ever thought he's attractive is a better question. No. So then... Okay, then, so then, then that's that answers no. the question. <laughs> On the scale, though, of, like, where he's been or whatever, do you think this is closer to... Closer to a high point, I think. All right. I don't know. I do think when he was younger and, like, uh, you know, in Racing with the Moon, like, when he, like, takes mm-hmm. his shirt off to get tattooed or whatever, like, he's been... I can see why people would be in love with him. See, I always thought are that... Are people in love with him? Some some people are kind of in love with him. Maybe. Interesting. My sort of... You know, when we talk about Keanu and it's like, you think of Keanu, you think of Neo as in his just, like, residual self-image. Like, it's just the thing that comes to mind. For me, it's kind of like Cage in, like, The Rock or, or Face Off, mm-hmm. somewhere in that zone. Clean like, cut more? That Cage, I feel he's sort of more closer to middle-aged and yeah, really I think formed Cage. My maybe? mental picture of Nicolas Cage is from Con Air, which is, like, not a great look for him. <laughs> I was also thinking, like, Raising moment. Arizona, he never oh, looks like that yeah. again, too. You know what I mean? So... I don't know. He, like, doesn't... Uh, raising Arizona, he looks okay. He has a little bit of that vampirism to, to a degree where he does look very much like he always looked, you know? Like, just aside from a couple lines and a little bit of extra weight. Like, what do you do, Mr. Wise Guy? His answer? Literature. <laughs> He's an editor, right? Like, that's his thing? He is an editor. He's a book editor. I wonder if he edits novelizations. <laughs> I really, really hope so. There's a chance that he drives a red sports car on this. I don't think he does. In which case, I would get... Check it off. I've got a bad card. (laughs) (laughs) Take off one more piece of clothes, lady, and I will get a checkbox. I will get the nudity checkbox. Right now, we are still in... She did just take off a shoe, and now it's a stocking. How did she take off both of them? She is a vampire. She is oh, this, okay. this is this is not no, a vampire. No, no. I think he's being watched by the vampire due to this angle we're seeing mm. outside the window, which is pretty phenomenal. It's a very nice New York apartment. I mean, it's she not. She took off her scrunchie. You know, he's got the leather couch. So when I said she's taking off one more piece of clothing, I lied. <laughs> she's taking off five pieces of clothing. And she, she needs still to has no be. Nudity. I think. You, what do you look at the naked card, right? Nudity. Yeah, I got nudity in the bottom right on this thing. I mean, technically, nudity shouldn't mean you have to bear breasts or no. But like, but like she's not nude. No, she's yeah, yeah. Clothed. Oh, there, there we go. go. It happened yeah, between shots. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> it's a continuity flub. That is very strange that 
she took off her bra, like, between the time that they started falling to the bed and fell on the bed or the You couch. know, it's actually less weird than her managing to take off both stockings at once. <laughs> oh, there's the vampire. Here comes the bat. It's, like, you get very good at uh, ninja taking off your bras. Well, now, so now they're in a bed. I thought they were on a couch before. They were on the well, couch. Well, they were on the couch and they moved across the room. Yeah. Like, there was definitely some movement. They teleported to the bed when the bat came in. There it goes again. Did she run out topless? You know, that happens in a lot of movies, I feel. <laughs> Men and women both run out of apartments naked. Naked. Like, yeah. Undressed. There she goes. Which, and there's still a kid upstairs watching, I believe, Is she right? laughing or crying? I think she's, she's laughing. I think she's laughing because, I mean, it's funny. She didn't get bit, sure. you know what I mean? This kid. <laughs> Amazing. Is, is he the vampire? <laughs> that would be nice. Cage is shirtless. We almost had shirtless Cage. He's that? not shirtless, though. He just, like, fixed his hair, and the vampire bat squeaked at him, and he got scared off. Now, what's amazing, if I'd have known you had a fucking roommate, what's amazing is that this does not end the date. They are about <laughs> to compromise, which is our Cage Club word for sex. They're about to compromise. Inside of a taxi. She runs out because there's a bat in the room. And they just continued the date. Like, they had been... They got home for the evening. And they're going back out. Got chased out. <laughs> Let's keep the night going. Well, yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? Really good question. But you'd think that she would call it a night or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We never see the conclusion of that evening. Mm-hmm. Just Jacob's t- ladder situation never ended. Lots of really long pans of office buildings in this movie. Uh, back to what we were wondering about with those opening shots. I think it was Dawn. Because just chronologically, yes. the following scene was daytime. There we go. So I was wrong. And he works in the foreign department here, so I don't know exactly what that means when you're an editor. All I know is that you need to know how to file things correctly. Here she comes. Alva! Maria Cachinta Alonza. This woman. Wait. If you thought women were treated poorly in movies before, <laughs> just you wait. It's like, this is probably the most against type this actress has ever played any role ever. Like, I know her as a really tough person in most of her movies. Like, I mostly just know her from Running Man. I'm just gonna flat out say it. I know her from The Running Man where she kicks a lot of ass in that movie and keeps up with Arnold. So it's weird to rewatch this and see her... Oh, no socks. Because he flung them off in a fit of passion. She notices it. She's got the details down. She kind of likes him. Well, I mean, what's not to like? He's a powerful man in New York City who looks like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but he talks like that. Talks like that, yeah. Very. I th- was this the movie he almost got fired from? There were a couple movies he almost got fired from because he just started, like, he just, like, made choices about, like, the, the way he was going to talk, the way he was going to act. Mm-hmm. People were like, no, what are you... Yeah, does he affect a voice? Does he do like a method stay in character thing, or just like on screen choices? I remember. I don't think stuff like remove a tooth and to play in a war movie, and he does. He's which he's he. I would say he's like Shia took a tooth out. He's like yeah, but him too. I feel like they're casual method actors. Like they get partially into it for some roles, but not going all out for everything, right? I think, I remember hearing something about they not getting along at first, but eventually everything started to click with this movie, because I think there's a audio commentary to the director. I'm pretty sure he's satisfied with Cage. Worth a Google. <laughs> 
there was a movie oh it was Deadfall wasn't it that like because Deadfall was directed by his brother oh yeah and he was like I'm gonna do these crazy things so like no you're not and then he yeah he wanted to be an albino in that right. movie and his brother's like you can do anything but that <laughs> so this movie was so poorly received from what Mike and I gather that he basically couldn't find work this is our story I don't know if this is true or not and then had to go to Italy and made Time to Kill right that was right. after this the leopard right? movie yeah and then he came back and did Wild at Heart with David Lynch. He makes love with a girl who has leprosy and then thinks he has it, but then finds out at the end she died from some other reason. She didn't. She wasn't a leper after all. A timeless story. <laughs> Tale as old as time. <laughs> it's pretty... That's, that's, a, that's a bottom five cage movie. Oh, yeah. By easily, easily. Although, and not just because of that, like just because of everything else about the movie. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. <laughs> I really think that to, to watch Nicolas Cage movies you need to sort of put on the back burner worrying about sexism because they're just, it's rampant. I mean, you guys have talked about this. Mm -hmm. It's rampant in literally everything. (laughs) It's, but like, it's a special, like, it's sort of like subtle in a lot of movies and more more overt in others and then like, it really took until Drive Angry in like 2007, 2008 or whatever. No, 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 2010, no, 2011 where we're like, oh, this is in movie number 55 or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is the first strong female character that we've had yeah. in a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not great. Yeah, and especially since, like, you know, a lot of his work is just leans more towards action and comedy. It just feel like a lot of that... Which, as genres, do not mm. cater, yeah. Well, not women cater, aren't though. funny, so... Well, that's obviously. what I'm about. That's what I'm getting at. No. And they don't have <laughs> muscles. Okay. Right, they're weak and they're not funny, so... Why would they be in a Nick Cage movie? No. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, one of my favorite characters is Dr. Abigail Chase. She could be National Treasure herself. There's no need for Nick Cage in that movie. She, They basically come in and be like, we need your help. And then the rest of the movie, they're like, just stick around in case we need your help. She should be off solving the whole thing all by herself. Like, it's very frustrating at times. And that movie is so terribly sexist toward her. That brings you bare shirt that I was... Listeners, I was just bidding on a Brigsby Bear t-shirt that I gave up on because I was outbid. Sold for $92. Oh, oh I'm glad you didn't get that. I, hope you I was going to raise it to 80 and then I did not. I'll get I one mean, eventually. I, I used to feel bad buying like second-hand like, Japanese Nintendo games for over $50, and you're buying a shirt for $90. i was like, maybe I'll go on eBay later and get some more games. Well, when were you buying games? Was this a while uh, ago? No, or just, like, I mean, recently? up until recently. Like, every once in a while, I'll add to my... I thought you were saying like, as, like, like I thought you were saying like back when fifty dollars meant it was more valuable than ninety dollars. No, no. So like I was order, recently. Yeah, it was, it was like last month. I ordered my most recent Famicom game from Japan. So I'm still, oh. still building that collection little by little. Interesting. Interesting. This Does he therapist. just do like ten minute therapy sessions? Yeah, or? it's on his own terms, and it's also <laughs> he just talks and like doesn't like wait for feedback. Well, that's how I imagine most men are in therapy. Probably. Who knows? Here he is messing with Alva again. There's no sexism yet. We're going to get there. See, this is the kind of physical acting that Megan and I genuinely love. Like, there's no reason for his arm to be up like that. You know what I mean? Well, he's telegraphing his emotions. I feel like he's very frustrated with her because he's mansplaining. I'm crossing off overt sexism. She hasn't done what he asked for. It's been a couple minutes. I mean, really, Alva? Could they make, like, literally she's missing glasses and, like, a pocket protector. Like, what is that dress? 
Yeah, she looks like. I mean, it has like a real like Little House on the Prairie vibe. Yeah. They oh, gotta choose all that. This is when he goes out for the. Uh, this is David Hyde Pierce coming up. This is when he goes out and gets picks up a vampire. Pretty cool soundtrack. So this is Lindsay Gibb, Cage author Lindsay Gibb. Uh, she wrote National Treasure Nicholas Cage. Go buy that wherever books are sold. <laughs> this is her favorite Nicholas Cage movie. It's in my top five or ten, I think. I don't know exactly where. It's. I really got to give it another good rewatch. Like it's gonna. It's it's always high. It's always high for me. It's always top ten at least. Like, because part of what really I like about it is that it's like this weird New York movie too. Like, mm. there's David I. Pierce with the glasses and the mustache and the quaff. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about I him with the mustache. Seven right now. Okay. I uh, <laughs> rewatched uh, What Hot American Summer like <laughs> in sequence with the prequel and the sequel. I, I, I have very confusing <laughs> feelings about David Hyde Pierce and What Hot American Summer and his mustache, and I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> but it, it, he's like weirdly sexy, and it's just very confusing it, to it me. His part in the uh, most recent. Uh, Whatever, whether they ten years later, mm-hmm. yeah, his role in that is hysterical. Yeah, Where he's like, "Is that it, guys? Did you need another take? Was that all?" And he's like, literally doing it on the iPhone, like yeah. over FaceTime. I didn't like the. He's the fo- new, I didn't I like the, the new series. The, he's literally oh, yeah? phoning it in. Is what he was doing. I need to read. I do feel um, like that's gonna be something that like I like more the second and third time through or whatever. I love like, I love the I movie. Up until the last episode. I love the movie. I love the prequel series. Yeah, the last episode where they're just like, it it's out. all the presidents. It's just like, that bummed me out. But up until then, I was loving it. I love the, the the first one they did. The uh, first, first day of camp. camp. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Aggressively making out. Yep. More, more nudity. Oh, because she's a vampire? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And here comes the kiss. The vampire's kiss. The titular oh. vampire's kiss. Flashdance kiss. Now, yep. if you thought he was emphatic before this, just you wait. <laughs> I'm going to make this magic I mean, Cage freaks out, right? He's oh, kind of freaking out. Is he shirtless? No, he's always wearing a shirt. Cage, take your shirt off. How long do you have to bite a neck? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's Did he actually get bitten by a vampire? Because like, that's not how a vampire... Well, yeah, I think the conclusion in my mind ultimately is... She vampire. Well, <laughs> it, it's the initial bite. She has to break the skin, but then she has to drain her body of all this True. life force. True. Oh, wait. So. She's got padding over her breast so you can't see her nipple. Mm. Oh, look at that. The human body contains about four liters of blood, so it may take a while. I don't even know if it's conclusive that he was actually transformed or that it's all just his excuse for acting like a jerk-ass rapist <laughs> later on. That's that's the real. That's question. the movie. It's like, is it just about like, is it a American Psycho situation where mm-hmm. this businessman has just lost his mind? Sorry, to spoil American Psycho partially, or is he really <gasps> Cage is shirtless and shaving? Do we have shave? Cage shaves. Man, I got oh, wow. You know he shaves in like thirteen movies. <laughs> that's insane. It's one of his main things. Yeah, we didn't know that until Lindsay Gibb pointed it out, and now I can't stop thinking about <laughs> it ever. He's singing. singing. Ooh, I might actually win this one. Is he ready for bed or what? No, he just woke up. I know. The morning robe. Ready for bed. <laughs> when are these extras? Oh, it's Sunday. I love it. Talking to that voice is the fucking worst. 
You ready for this? Would you say an attractive no one in woman? The bed. Would you say an attractive woman had just found Cage irresistible? Huh? It's daytime, dude. What? <laughs> so good. I don't understand it, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Do you think he made peaches for breakfast? That'd be good. I wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind that. Oh, this is the girl he was on the date with. The I first forgot. girl. Yeah, the first girl. He's got a type. He's got a thing for curly haired girls. Curly haired, wow. light skinned. All three of them kind of look like they could be related or sisters. There's only two of them. No, and uh, Alva. If you think about Maria Cachita Alonso, mm. she's got close to the same type of look. Um, she has her hair in a braid, so you can't tell if it's curly or not. Interesting paintings. But they're not like these white women, you know? Are they're the not like these blonde hair. Are they just done on the blood. wall, or is it odd that those on something's on the wall? No, they look like canvases. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. looks like sex on the canvas. <laughs> Cage, you gonna run? I don't Start think running. I realize that the new museum is actually that old. Hmm. More like the old museum. Yeah. Oh, look, people are watching installations on upside down televisions. So. He just left his date, though. Just straight up he said left he had to go to the, the bathroom. Gallery. Yeah. Never coming back. Interesting. Poor girl. I mean, probably just dodged a bullet. But... <laughs> oh man, answering machines. Oh, I'm going to have to make this my answering machine message soon. Hello, you reached Michael. <laughs> I'll get back to you just as soon as I can. Oh, breakup over V. I don't know if he enjoys the sunlight. Was this the original ghosting? Oh, snap. I love that, where you can have one sentence. It's like a palindromic two-sentence structure. fuck you. You fuck, fuck you. That is good. Cage is basically on the verge of death right here. (laughs) And we are 20 minutes into the We still have an hour 20 to go. Is he on the verge of death, or is he just depressed? It's hard to say. This this movie does not deal in absolutes hmm. or actual answers. He's a troubled man. We know that for sure. It's a really weird Band-Aid placement. Like, I feel like shaving. it would be... Well... But that's where the vampire kissed him. Yeah, but... But he also cut himself shaving in that same spot. So... Is it the kiss or is it the cut? Ooh, the vampire's cut. Or is it all in his mind? Mm. Did he cut himself shaving the next day so that he could pretend it was a vampire? Mmm. Mm. Something more. than sexual. That's a great furrowed brow look with the hair and everything. It almost looks like Plastic Man or something. Like, he's, <laughs> like he can... Like, oh, this is also the movie where the you don't say meme came from. And you'll see that shortly. You know that one? I don't think so. We'll point it out when it comes up. Teaser. Oh, it's been teaser so taster for a future event within this case of revisit the commentary. This is maybe, I mean, I don't know if these are all lies. I don't know if these are the truth. He doesn't go to therapy a lot in this movie. So this is kind of a different type of cage from many other movies, which is sort of unique and sort of cool. He never quite ever performs this role again. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes he'll go into that little bag of cage and pull out a voice or or something, and, like, this is the only time we really get this. The the, the affected 
British well, like, high class the, well, gentleman. But also, like, the way in which he sort of sinks into insanity and loses his mind, you know? I just want to point out that he uh, just... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe what I don't he even did. know, like... Blinked and, like, chomped his teeth. I think he was, like, making fun of her. Like, being like... Me, me, I me, think me, it was the, the sound of her voice, like, yeah. yeah. It bothers him. Oh, man, another dowdy, floral, boxy dress. Her wardrobe in this is spot on. You could just lay that on a table one day and not know the difference. Is this is this the scene? Is it? I'm freaking out. What else are you doing though, Alpha? Like I'm not doubting you, but like But isn't she has to find like one file that might not even be there? It's no, it's been misorganized. We should maybe. Do you think we should add Cage on the phone to Bingo? <laughs> He's on the phone a lot. Hmm. Hmm. We could. He's on the phone a lot in Honeymoon in Vegas. I'll tell you that much. Airport jail. This is a tough move because I want to take in the nuances of his performance, yeah, I want to watch and I don't it. want to just talk over it. However, having just listened to our commentary of the trust, which I thought we did a pretty good job of talking over most of it, there were still long swaths of silence, oh, really? which is uh, that was not just the great. two of us, wasn't it? It was. But I can already tell that Kara is engrossed in this film because <laughs> she has been rather quiet, as opposed to G Force, which we just didn't talk about. We didn't stop talking about literally anything other than the movie. For all 88 minutes. Would you say that this is an adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula or not? Mm. No, I'm not going <laughs> to credit for that. Well, but it is kind of an adaptation. See, that's that's a meme. Am I getting through to you? Is it, is it a, a GIF-worthy scene? Uh, yep. GIF-worthy oh, scene? it is a GIF. I There's mean, also one said. for cage points if you have that. That mm. is a... Oh, yeah, cage pointing's major. Like that, okay, like, you know, shaving, pointing... Oh. He's smoking cigarettes, which we, oh. when we did it in Snowden, we pointed out that he doesn't really smoke that much. Yeah, smoking should be a thing. I feel like he s- smokes every so often. Anybody smokes or just he smokes? What should I make it? Cage See, smokes or just smoking? I want it to smoking? be more cage geared. Like I think like Cage, cage should smokes. be dancing. Cage has to sing. Cage this. Cage, you know. I'm not going to say we need to change it. Like if anybody has a pair of crazy eyes in the movie, check it off. But well, he's basically Keanu's character in Dracula. Right? Oh no, the Renfield, the other guy. That was Oh, um, okay. Oh, yeah. That was the musician. The guy from uh Ally McBeal. You're confusing Keanu's character in that with a plank of wood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. The the Renfield character is the one that is sort of like under the yeah, um the spell. curse of Dracula. Yeah. yeah, like the spell like does his bidding and Yeah, Keanu basically just gets captured and then thrown into <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! See, it's not what just Alpha's voice; it's just uh, yeah, you know. That was such a good face. Yeah, you know what's funny about rewatching Dra- Bram Stoker's Dracula? I didn't realize the character of John. Cage runs. Oh, I didn't realize the character mimes. Do we have mimes in? The- I didn't yes. realize that Harker yes. is basically just <laughs> a common thing in Cage films of mimes and mimicry. Uh, but that in the story that Jonathan Harker is basically just like thrown to the female vampires to oh, yeah. feed off and die like he well, has that's to what he is in the movie basically I, I didn't, no I know that is but I didn't 
oh, that's throughout the, the years, book. that's like the main part of the story I never remember is that mm. he is literally like tort- tried to be like eaten to death by Monica Bellucci. Yeah, and her two friends. <laughs> Love it. This is a very awkward shot because, like, it's just a lobby cam. Well, <laughs> or is it a bat up there? Oh, it could be a bat hanging out up there. Maybe that's what all the bird's eye views are about. Bat vision. If I get if I get cam. subtitles, it looks I win. like she's got little bat cat ears with that bow in her hair. She looks like Catwoman. Hello there, hell here. <laughs> Who's a better Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer or Anne Hathaway? Halle Berry. No, not Halle Berry. <laughs> uh, I I like Anne Hathaway as the character, but I like yeah, I like Anne Hathaway. I think I like the suit in the uh, Batman Returns more. It's a, I don't know. I wish there was some way to combine the two. Dark Knight's closer to the character, but Tim Burton's is just kind of more interesting. I still got to see uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman, but I hear it's one of those like it's so bad it's good. It's mm. not. It's not good though. I hear it's like one of those like you know, like not even bad. It's good, but like so terrible. I can't believe they made it. Kind of thing. Well, I saw it once a couple years ago. I don't remember anything about it, but they just did on I was there too. Just did as in a couple months ago. As we're recording this, but probably six months ago by the time you hear this. Uh, Janet Varney of the JV Club uh, was on I Was There Too to talk because she was in she was party girl in Catwoman so there's like one scene where like Catwoman's next door to a party that's going on and she like she swings into the the party or something like breaks up the party or something more mimes and Janet Varney is (laughs) same mimes and Janet Varney's like in the background uh, as party girl so they talked about that I went to high school I'm still in touch with her this girl she was in uh, Bad Boys 2 she crawls across a table in the party scene and someone puts ecstasy on her tongue and then she dances under like the shower oh thing, her I think. I think no there's like a whole but like she actually gets like you could tell from her face like oh that's her yeah you ain't seen Bad Boys 2 I finally did see Bad see, Boys that too. is a more reasonable band-aid placement than it was when he was at the therapist's office like just the the way that it was like askew yeah this also seems like the longest band-aid in the history of band-aids. <laughs> it's going from his hairline to basically the middle of his cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes into his hair, like his actual haircut. I like the building he lives in. I think I said it in the podcast. It reminds me of like a mausoleum. Like mm. he's almost already inside of it. Living dead kind of thing. We did this movie so long ago. Yeah. It's an early cage. Who was our guest on this episode? Oh, he was a one-timer. He oh, was... it was Todd. Todd Van Mullicum. Larson's I don't know why friend. he never came back, but... Uh, thought he was perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. But that happened. We had a couple one-off guests. Did Mike Milnes ever come back for anything? Uh, he no. just did Con Air. He, and that was, was such gonna... a great episode. He was going to come back for our Justice League episodes, and then we oh, ditched right. Affleck. He still has one of my favorite quotes in the history of Cage Club. Mine too. They're You're the army. They're in the desert. Surround them. Because they're just talking about like when they're in Con Air, like, they just basically allow the criminals to have a pathway out. Like, no, you have unlimited resources. You can just circle them. Just do it. But nope. It reminds me, one of my favorite Futurama jokes is when people in space were protesting. Oh, man. How many times does he freak out in this movie? Oh, I've never seen Kara, I hope you realize that this is really tame compared to where we're about to be. Oh, wow. Uh, so in Futurama, they're like, they have like a human chain around the spaceship out in space. And, they just and the spaceship up. just goes vertical and drives away. 
And they're like, ah, we didn't account for that. <laughs> that Z-axis. Space is tricky like that. Like the Do desert. they say the name of this movie in the movie? Mm, unfortunately, so. no. But I'm, I would totally want to say it. They did say it in G-Force. Like, this, welcome to G-Force. So, I had that. But. Cool shot of somebody walking down. <gasps> it's not hard. just somebody. It's the vampire. Look Vampires. frozen in fright. Did Jennifer Beals do anything like other than this in Flashdance? Mm, she didn't even do most of that Flashdance stuff. There was a there was an actual breakdancer called Crazy Legs who did a lot of her dancing actually. Yeah. So, but no, I don't I don't remember her from a lot. I just remember she was supposed to be huge, mm-hmm. and never was. Now, it's intentional that they look. Almost identical. Yeah, right? yeah, I think okay. so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're That's like, another thing that I can't tell when movies are doing the trying. Like, if it's me just confusing hair, or <laughs> if they're trying to pull <laughs> off like uh, these characters are the same person. I mean, well, good. it could go either way in this because it is 1989. Um, <laughs> so, like, the big curly hair could. But I think also cutting back between this stuff and her on the date waiting, like you're literally seeing them shot to shot, and yeah. they do look a lot, a lot alike. She has to kiss him again. She's got the the breast cover too. This is probably the same scene. Yeah, so they're the all in the same clothes. Um, there was a couple vampire movies lore where you have to get bit more than once. I mm-hmm. think there's like Jim Carrey did one where like Love at First Bite or something. Um, so that's not completely. There's the Adam Sandler or, movie, Fifty First Bites. Uh, <laughs> in other vampire lore, like you have to drink from the vampire to become a vampire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it can go in a lot of different directions. I wonder why this isn't subtitled, him just yelling Alva's name. Yeah, not even with, like, quotes or anything around it, like, screaming Alva. I like how everybody's just like, are you going to get up? But it looks like there's, like, a waiting room. Oh, like, Cage stands for something weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. But are people over there waiting to get their books edited? I just love how she's just running away from him, as she should, because he's a lunatic. And he's full speed running after her down the hall. Into the ladies' room. (laughs) He's just so thrown by the light. This old woman is... It's, and she just walks out. Like she's not in the movie. She's like, she's not asking Kate what's happening. She's like, why is there a camera in this lady's room? Well, she's serving the part of the audience, asking Ooh. the questions that the audience would be asking. I like it. Sort of Chekhov's gun. We'll get to that. No spoilers, but a little bit of a spoiler. Was that what she said? No, but she's saying she has a gun, she'll use it. On her boss. Who has chased her into the ladies' room? Is that overreacting, guys? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, him chasing her is an overreaction. No, no, no. But just like fleeing in fear, and well, I get the running away part, but screaming, I have a gun. Given know. what we know now, maybe not about yeah, women in the workplace it's, and it's how men treat anything, them. <laughs> she should have done more. Yeah. <laughs> like she's have a knife. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Blame the woman. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. There's always a way to turn it around on. When this. she's dressing like that, wait, she's wait, wait. Can for you, it. Oh. What was that thing he just said about a little office trauma? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, they're all just talking about how terrible she is. She does keep oh, a gun in that little bag of yeah. her. Taking out the felon, one, two, three? Yep. <laughs> it's oh, such a boy's like this is my name written anywhere on the bathroom wall and it's so this what is does the it scene say? that is indicative of the problems in society today. yeah but it also feels like a satire of it but also well, not it's, yeah it's, it's a little too sharp i feel to be making fun i of. would love it if there was like a burn book on the bathroom walls of like the women's <laughs> bathroom in every workplace of just like all of the terrible people. It would be great if, they, if you went to a real bathroom and it said Peter Lowell on it. His character name from this movie. <laughs> Stay out, out of, of my life. life. She hand-delivered that. But, like, he's not in her life anymore. No, this is <laughs> Alpha. <laughs> yeah, that is no, 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 that's not from Alpha. Wow. That's from his, the date that he oh, abandoned. that's from the date. Okay. That is some serious acting. Yes. It's really, truly wonderful. Whoa, that guy was really rushing for the subway. This is back before the subway was safe. She's got to go all the way to Pelham. Subway's safe? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's unsafe again. (laughs) We've come full circle (laughs) in the New York City metro system, yeah. Cool. Everything is cyclical. Technology is I don't remember woman. following Alva home. This doesn't seem necessary. Is that Cage singing? Yep. I think so. Or is it somebody on the subway singing? I think it's somebody on the subway. Oh, it's the subway guy singing. I also don't have... Wait, is, is this an Elvis or Beatles song? Beautiful Dreamer? No, I think it's just a jazz standard. I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> maybe, maybe Benny Goodman? I don't know. I have no clue. Beautiful Dreamer goes way back. I do like the idea that Alva is so rattled by Cage that even when she's not near Cage, she is unsettled. Um, That's pretty par for the course if you have a really pervy boss. Which is why, like, obviously you're not watching this for Alva, but I think that, like, the way that they treat her character is interesting. Because she's she's literally only doing her job, and he's a lunatic. And then she has a, a sketchy subway ride home. I kind of wish we spent more time with Alva, but, like, I don't know. Well, I feel like cutting back to Peter exploding his in his apartment is how she thinks of him every day after work. Yeah. So she's home on the subway, and that's what she's thinking about her boss. It's like, he's a maniac. Got a little upset. Oh, is this the alphabet? Yeah. Oh, I think um, it is. Jennifer Beals was on the L word, and she's in Book of Eli and Four Rooms, apparently. Four rooms of Tarantino thing? Yeah, was she tied up in a chair or something for a sequence? And then at the end she's eating a sandwich, maybe? All I remember the four rooms is there's the witches stirring a cauldron, and then there's the Zippo lighter. Oh, wow, I don't remember very Ooh, much. Oh, ca- uh, Cage starts running. I missed that in the yep. hallway. Yep. Mm. Oh, she's in Before I Fall, Joey. How did you miss that? Because I don't recognize you. <laughs> she had a different haircut. Um, She's been working. Get ready, Kara, because I think we think this is the scene that we've been one of the scenes that we've been alluding to. Yep, you ready for this? This is what the Taylor Swift song "Ready for It" is about. Beautiful dream. This specific scene. I'll tell you after. Yep. 
I hope, listener, I hope you are watching this movie as we talk about it. If you are, you know what we know, that we are in one of the best scenes in Vampire's Kiss. This is a scene, Kara, that I bet you might have seen just because it's made its way around the internet so much in both video form and graphic form and just... It's the stuff of legends, really. And I'm just trying to, like, ramp up to it and not have just silence as we wait for this. What if that was Sigourney Weaver? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have much to do, so I don't think it will be. See, the camera is, like, tilting down mm-hmm. to go as he goes up. Here mm-hmm. we go. This is it. That's all you have to do. Wonderful. Very wonderful. (laughs) You know the alphabet. He's so indignant. Toddler asking this. Yeah. And even when she's like, you know, very good, you know your alphabet, like he He is like a four year old. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really... Now, would you consider what he just did a workout? No. (laughs) I think that workouts require some sort of intention. Now, Kanye West's song, The New Workout Plan, was that about this scene? (laughs) Now, if you want to file the song Beautiful Dreamer that we're not talking about anymore, uh, sung by Al Jolson and Bing Crosby. They were in the Beatles, right? Composer Mm -hmm. Stephen Foster. He was on the Beatles, right? They were the they were the Beatles, and then um, they broke up, and the other guys became the Beatles. They were the Beatles, okay. 1826 to eighteen sixty four. What is going on here? So somewhere around that time, he's just smoke. Well, it was the eighties, so you could smoke inside. But why he's got his Terminator shades on? If he started asking for Sarah Connor, that would be the best. He's so eccentric, and that's just to give him a second thought. Yeah, that excuse has been working for 20 years. <laughs> See, here's the other thing about Alva in this movie. He's not really weird or aggressive to anyone else. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody else is just like, oh, he's so weird. But she's like, no, you have no idea how <laughs> you weird You have no he idea. Is. He's actually a psychopath. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, that's how this stuff works. Is that, like... He's gaslighting her, basically. Yeah. That, like, oh, he's always been nice to me. I mean, he's a little eccentric, but, you know. <laughs> and then she's the one who sees, like, what an actual psycho he is. Pistachio? You know, mescaline, Mike, that's the only way to fly. <laughs> did oh, he shit. do mescaline? Well, he's saying he did, which is why... That's his, exactly that's his apology. Okay. Like, oh, I did mescaline, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, great like, apology, bro. explain everything okay. Like, that's okay, yeah. That's a fair excuse. Have you ever had that feeling where you're not sure if you're awake or still sleeping? All the time. It's called mescaline. That's actually, you know, that's the right line, right? It's all the time. Oh, really? All the time, man. It's called mescaline. It's the only way to fly. What is it? Uh, you should, you know, you should really what's that relax, movie? unwind, man. Take some R and R. Starts with an M. Starts Keanu. <laughs> what do you think, Dejour? Definitely. Yeah. Sure. I'll go. Cue Rob Zombie's Dragula. It's the Matrix. It's the beginning of the Matrix. It's when uh, 
I don't know what his name is. It's the guy in the jour show of his apartment in the beginning, and he gives him the hacked whatever, and then he goes to the club, and that's where he meets Trinity. That's the first time I ever heard of what mescaline was. I still don't know what mescaline is. I don't know if it's an upper, I, believe, I don't know if it's a uh, It's it big in my high school. It's a psychedelic that is derived from cactus, I think. It's kind of like a hallucinogen. Yeah. But weaker than, like, acid, and, and it's weaker. It's called, it's almost like like magic mushrooms in a way. But like I don't think it chemical. lasts as long. Yeah, and it's not natural either. It's a chemical. Would it excuse what he did? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you could. I don't know. I, most people get real mellowed out on it, and like you touch stuff all night. Oh, long. I've seen I'm this. I'm gonna do cage I've seen this crazy eyes. This is the you don't say. Okay, yeah. You don't say. Cage smokes or does drugs is you know, oh, is me that one. on here? No, no, that's that's what I'm adding. Oh. Crazy eyes. Wow, I already had crazy eyes in this movie. And yeah, I did. <laughs> like. <laughs> If you guys didn't know, you didn't remember that we are getting peak Crazy Eye Cage. Yeah, wow. Crazy Eye Cage, anything like Cotton Eye Joe? I don't think she understands, yo. I really want Peaches <laughs> to show up, but Peaches, you know, I don't think they're in this movie. The crazy thing is he in this movie is like 24? Yes, yes. At, like, in real life in or real his life, character? I don't know what his character is, but in real life he's like 24. Wow. Isn't that kind of nuts? He always That's looks wild. older. Yeah. And Keanu always looks younger. And they're the same age. They're both born in 64. Wow. Along with Sandra Bullock. That's really? right. Huh. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't look a day over Miss Congeniality, so... Uh, classic movies. A baguette sticking out of the grocery bag. He knew exactly <laughs> where he was. Walking down the sidewalk looking very sad. It is so lonely. Like, oh, the cross. <laughs> <laughs> like, every... What kind of late the- 80s New York movie is this? He falls down on the sidewalk, and some guy in a letterman jacket comes and helps him. A black guy helps him. That's... Antithetical to everything I knew about the eighties in, in New York City. Every couple of scenes, this movie amazes me with an incredible reveal, like the one we just saw of the cross. Guess who's back? Oh, third night. Now, so here's the question: If this woman's not real, if he's not actually bit by a vampire, yeah. that is a great dress, though. Do you think that what he's doing instead is just harassing the other woman? Mm, see, mm. I... That's possible. Because she wrote... She hand-wrote that note like, stay out of my life. Yeah. Maybe that's why they look so much alike? That's what I'm saying. It would be cool if it was the same actress in both parts. Mm. It was Jennifer Gills in both parts. I, you know I like mean? the ambiguity of it more now because of how much more, like, just that extra layer. Like, is he thinking about the girl he really does like? Is this actually happening? Like, what is in going through his mind... Is he just sitting in a corner jerking off to this? Like, what is happening? Keep in mind, we get no answers. So it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> and that's what I love. Choose your own adventure. And Yeah, there aren't enough... I don't want to say it's a good film, but there aren't enough movies that do that to the degree where it still works as a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this still works without an answer. It might not be great, but it works... I feel like there's more modern movies I mean, trying it, to tie things up they shouldn't. I mean, shouldn't. it works, and I'm not just saying this because of who we are, but it works because he is so committed to what's going on here. Right. He's game. Like, you have to be down with this idea a thousand percent to even 
hope that it's going to come across correctly. <laughs> Is this a workout? Oh, no spot <laughs> on TV. I missed that the first time. First couple times. He would go on to make Shadow of the Vampire, which was the, about the making yeah, of Yeah, wait, was he... He, in- he produced it. Saturn Oh, interesting. Film, he, produced, yeah. that. he did not know uh, that. So it's kind of a connection there. And Willem Dafoe plays mm-hmm. Max Shrek. It's so freaking good. Willem Dafoe from Wild at Heart. Yeah, Bobby. Willem Dafoe Drew. from Dog Eat Dog. That's right. Don't know his name in that one. Willem Dafoe in and the Florida Malkovich Pro- is in it too the, from Con Air, the Florida Project, which is he's so good. The I believe Project. Malkovich plays Murnau, the director, and he's like FW, he's like, yeah, and he's like telling Dafoe, he's like, you really gotta eat him, and Whoa. the guy's like, don't worry, he's not really gonna eat you, and he's like, eat him. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. It's cool. It's like presupposes that the actor who played Nosferatu was actually a real vampire. Oh, just like Nicolas Cage. Exactly. So it's basically this is a remake of well, no, adaptation. Shadow would be a remake of this. <laughs> but that adaptation block doesn't count if we're watching the movie adaptation. It does because <laughs> it is an adaptation. I know, but I'm just joking. We already did that movie, though. <laughs> we did do that movie, right? With, oh, and that was one of the ones with something secret at the very end of the credits. Remember how we lost our mind <laughs> at the yeah. end of that? So I was thinking, Mike, if we want to revisit one we've already revisited, would we should, could we rewatch a movie again? Like revisit adaptation again? You mean like <laughs> record it or just watch it on our own? What do you? No, I mean like record another podcast, like rewatch that again. Or are we going to say that the next like sixty cage movies we're going to watch or seventy cage movies <laughs> are going to be the next of the seventy that we haven't done yet? I was under the assumption we were going to rewatch them all first. Well, so was I, but They're out of order. All right. But, I mean, look, there's no rules to this part, which is what's so great. Like, we haven't really... No rules? Just right. Yep. We didn't really plan this out. Uh, it was just kind of like, we wanted to rewatch the movies. Why not record something more and have that tent out there? And life is too short to not watch movies that you actually enjoy. Oh, get oh. ready for this, Kara. This is uh, very I would prefer field. not to. This there's... is real, too. He does uh, this oh, no, life. cockroach. Ah! Second movie with cockroaches today. Oh, yeah. He that did that a couple real, times. Yeah, he did like three or four takes, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, God. And they're like, I think that's... And like, that's not even the most method thing he does in this movie. Just wait. <laughs> I don't even think that was like... I think that was the first take, but he did more. <laughs> He's so happy. In case you're not watching the movie, he just ate a cockroach. Although, if you're not watching the movie, why are you I listen to us talk about theory. Vampire's Kiss? Oh, so to answer your question, ultimately, I think it would be kind of funny if someone was listening along to us, and they come along and they see that we do adaptation twice before doing, like, a horrible movie we don't want to, like, Season of the Witch or something like that. Like, that could be kind of funny. I, I see the I see the value in it, I, but we'd have to get a, another guest on, and <laughs> a different guest. We couldn't have Zach back on. Well, so here's the thing. We could, I we could do it again with Zach, but <laughs> no rules. <laughs> we have only done fifteen of these, I think. Alba's home. We're not doing all of them. This is a three-year project, essentially. Uh, we still have dozens of movies that we bo- that we both love. It's going to be when we get to like through like fifty of them, you know, like in in mm-hmm. two years. 
or I feel, whatever. I feel like we, you and I, have to do like a marathon one day where we just blow through all the rest of the video on demand stuff. Like <laughs> we need to do like six ninety-minute movies in one day. Oh my god! Well, well, you saying oh my god to six ninety-minute movies in a day? Yeah. Oh, that's 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 amateur hour nowadays. <laughs> I mean, talk to me a year ago and maybe, but after the Rocky. Incident. Oh, <laughs> the Rock. We talked about it, I think on this on this revisited. When we saw all seven Rocky movies in one day at the Alamo Draft House, it broke Mike. I oh, no. was crawling out of the theater, oh, no. shaking like, like a that the Yonkers one. Crawling is, exa- is an exaggeration, but he got to my car and basically shriveled into a ball <laughs> and was just like shaking <laughs> for a couple minutes on the ride home, just like exhausted by what we had just done. And I was like, Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, it didn't phase him one bit. He no, was I can like, do seven in a day. I've done like no chink in his armor. Meanwhile, I'm like literally fighting a battle in my underwear. Like, what is happening? Where am I? No, I still can't watch a lot of Rocky without getting like. It also doesn't help that those movies are mostly not good. No, no, yes, you're right. I mean, when I was counting on Rocky six to really like bring me something oh good, like, I should have known. Rocky better. one, great. Rocky two, not great. Rocky three's pretty fun, but I was disappointed by because people had said, you're going to love this. Rocky Four, obviously the greatest movie of all time. So, wait, wait, just hang on a second. Alva in her bra. Yep. Oh, right. And Peter at the window. Because she called out sick. But this is the first time we see Alva in any sort of like, not right. that she's and like particularly sexualized, because so, yeah. her bra is also very like... Yeah, dip. but she's not Little House yeah. on the prairie. Um, Oh, but how how funny was it? Like, I know this was a, kind of a different situation when we did the um, Hey Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger five movie marathon in a day because it was only five movies and they were very different than each other. Unlike yeah. Rocky, which is almost just the same movie every incoherent, time. Incoherent. Uh, each movie has twenty percent of the previous movie in it. But I literally came home from that night and watched Pumping Iron. I was like, I'm not done with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Five in a day, I think, is really actually pretty easy to get through. Five Up, is good, yeah. Above five, you know. Seven is a... And to be in the theater for all seven, too. Although, to tough. end with Creed... Creed is the best. It's sensational. It's so good. Have you seen Creed? Mm-mm. That's the <sighs> recent one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you could basically go Rocky, Rocky Four, Creed. Creed. And then Creed Two, which is Rocky Four Two, which isn't out yet, which is what they're they're writing now. I'm so bummed that Stallone's like, I'm gonna take over again. You know, yo, this could be my last movie. And it's like, bro, things were going so good. Like, I know it's your baby, but like, when other people touch it, they make stuff so much better with it. Like, yeah, hey, Stallone, <laughs> remember when you didn't get involved and you almost got? Or, was he nominated for an Oscar? Or he, yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar. He didn't win. At least the Golden Globe. But yeah, remember how like. You let somebody else do it, and like you were great. Like, why don't we do that again? I I also don't think though that anything with Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, can be really bad. Mm. Flash forward to that awkward moment, my least favorite Zac Efron movie <laughs> that came before. Creed. I know, but also flash forward to Fantastic Four, which is not that bad. also came before Creed. I know, did it? Yeah, no, didn't it? Same year, same year, maybe summer of twenty fifteen. Um, yeah, but now flash forward to February where he's. Black Panther's nemesis. Yeah. Like, he looks crazy in that movie. So her boss came to her house and convinced her to come Dude, to work. I was just gonna, yeah, this is insane. This right? is why I work from home. Yeah. Right? Like, when does the boss ever come to an employee's house, let alone inappropriate boundaries? To work with them. Is this your art on your phone, too? Oh, yeah. This is awesome. Very cool. Thank also, you. Society 6? 
Yes. Society6.com slash bimps. Yep. Buy Kara's stuff. Need some cage art up there. No. <laughs> you don't really need some cage art up there. <laughs> Maybe one. No, but you know <laughs> what you should do is you should do a series of portraits of Alva in her different dresses. Oh my oh god. My god. Oh my god. Well, you should add yeah, this or, vampire to your vampire lady oh, handbag yeah. thing. That is good. Uh, but yeah. that is Alva an excellent idea. Dresses. Or just take the dresses patterns and make them into patterns for other things, like wallpapers <laughs> based on Alva's dresses. The Alva collection yeah. from A Vampire's Kiss. Um, Ralph Lauren or whatever. <laughs> and the thing is, you have to paint them all while on mescaline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is mescaline... <laughs> like, is it... It's illegal, right? I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Just, that exhausted him. Is that a workout? <laughs> no. Every time yeah, he I yells. I think it's, uh, cages is... Oh, is, is wow, okay. Are you alright? Shut, Shut up, bitch. bitch. Good job. What did, you, what did you cross off? Uh, he's, a, he is exasperated. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Kara, I, I hope you realize we have 45 minutes left in this movie there's a level of crazy that we still haven't gotten yeah, to yeah, I was, that's so true like, this is average things. basically we've seen some peak freakouts but there's a few things that I can, I can have in mind uh, her brother number one who we're meeting here uh, number two in the alley downstairs or in the in the basement or whatever number two um, it's pretty Remarkable how good this movie is. I think this is the second time she's worn this dress, though. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they like rearranged her, some of the movie. Her, her wardrobe place. budget was not huge. Like I got the sense that stuff was reorganized oh, okay. at, at some. All like, right, you have four dresses and this bra. You decide what you wear in each scene. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the budget for this wasn't through the roof either, and Cage might be wearing his own suits. So do you remember, what were we... Oh, it was it could happen to you, because it was the episode that just came out as we're recording this. Bridget Fonda takes a cab ride from wherever to the Millionaire's Cruise, mm-hmm. and it's like under 20 bucks. You're like, you can't take a cab ride anywhere in the city for under 20 bucks, and she sells to keep the change, blah, blah, blah. Here, six years before... Wherever they went from, wherever they, they went to... Right. It was Helen, which is like fair. above the Bronx. Yeah. Twenty-eight dollars, though, and they haven't even left her neighborhood yet. <laughs> I'm it's pretty pricey. Yeah. No, but I think that was the point. Why are they it, taking it an Uber? You, it should have been way more money, right? It should have been way more than twenty bucks in '94. If in whenever it's like they went like a couple blocks, and it's still oh, man hard see, hard see. What I wish. Oh, lots of slurs flying around this movie. I wish. Yeah, I think she's Hispanic, and she just said the Hispanic slur. Okay, yeah, because I, I was just see like, your face, Kara, trying to figure it out. And I don't know if the screenwriter intended her to be Hispanic uh-huh. or not, but <laughs> I wish that they were speaking Spanish because then we could have subtitles, and I would win. Bingo. Oh, I, that for me is, you know, my number one thing about all movies is that. When you have two characters alone by themselves that speak another language, let them speak that damn language and just subtitle this shit. I mean, 
nothing screams more you're watching a movie than something mm-hmm. like that, you know? And that just makes me feel so good. I love when that happens. And that's why I love The Man of Tai Chi so damn much, because Keanu does that in Man of Tai Chi. He basically made a foreign language film, and only the people who know how to speak American are talking English. 4450, look at that. <laughs> God, what a fucking asshole! Yeah. He's, he's under, terrible. He's, he's under the influence of either. Mescaline. Well, he was originally an asshole, yes. and now he's under the influence of mescaline and or a vampire. See, so. And what I feel is, and low blood volume because he's been drained of most true. of his blood. This is all very pressure because he can't find that fucking file, and he's putting it all on Alva, and he's driving himself crazy with mm-hmm. stress because he thinks that he might get fired. So that's a possibility. Here, this is wrong. This is like, I'm going to get you alone, <laughs> and I'm going to have my way with you. That was scary. Uh, he was complaining that she he shelled out $50 to get her here. He didn't have to. No. No. He could have let her have a sick day. Also, he's spoken to the guy on the phone who said, take your time. I'm moving right now anyway. Like, it's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. But what just occurred to me is that the contract was with Der Spiegel, which is... A German magazine. Are you ready for Maybe. This? Hold on, sorry. He cannot see his reflection. Christ, where am I? <laughs> it's really a level of acting that. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> you forget. Like, you just forget so easily. You're in the goddamn crapper. <laughs> Look how he's like... <laughs> uh, is he going to cry? Is he cry? He's on the verge of tears. He hasn't cried yet. I'm not going to cross that off. You were saying Der Spiegel is a German magazine. Yeah, and uh, I wonder if the author is Dracula. Ooh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's a series of decisions he's made for this movie. You know what it feels like? Very specific decisions. It feels like someone with Tourette's that can't talk. You know, like, so instead of saying obscenities, you just have, like, the twitching Mm -hmm. and the jerking stuff. It's like that, but it's also, like, three or four other things. Like, it's not just (laughs) on top of that. It's everything that it could be, it is. But also just to be able to come to the realization... This is a creepy shot, too. Yeah. Probably just like on the top of a bus or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, decker. But also just the idea, like, he just went to the bathroom and then, boom, he discovered he was definitely a vampire in that moment, and I bought it. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, I think just, he's had his suspicions. Right, but that did not seem like the place to reveal, you know, learning the truth. I'm a vampire! Like, and it's the bathroom, like, at work. I don't know. But also, it's like, she, so he can't see his reflection, but we can. Right. Right. So, oh, that's and, interesting. Uh, she's back. She's at work. Now, this is very, this is a telling sequence, right? Because I believe this is when he finally assaults her. Oh, good. So there's also assault. I mean, in addition to all the assault that's happened so far. And this is the crossing over of his personal life into his professional life. Mm. Can't leave it at home anymore. Cash. Can't leave home without it. 
Or is that American Express? Wait. Yeah, that's American Express. Cash, cash rules everything around me. Cream. Get, Get the, the money. Different hairstyle. He he became emo since the last time we saw him. <laughs> Who are these ta- people? Where did they come from? driver and his wife. His wife. His oh baby. Okay. Wearing the same clothes from the picture. <laughs> Which they probably right. on set here. <laughs> and then just posted. I also the think that's a way to remind you this is who those people are. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. He looks like he just stepped out of a flock of seagulls. Dude, concert. it's amazing. He ran. He ran so far away. <laughs> it's too late, Alva. <laughs> oh my god. Scary, right? Oh my god. It's. Now this is a workout. Crossing it off. <laughs> that was some. I thought he was going to stop and take a sip of water. So did I. At the water, I was water expecting the water. Well, we saw him take a sip before. It takes it like a real goofball. Uh, but get ready, we are building to a uh, hell of a climax in the scene. One that you will not see coming. <laughs> he looks like... I don't know how to describe his aesthetic. It's just Cage, man. Like, no, you know, like, I don't feel like <laughs> Undefinable. you can this right now. It's really unparalleled in like this is arguably his one of his best roles, one of his most interesting movies. Not his best. Oh movies. god! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, Kara. Sorry. <laughs> he's daring her to do it. He said he's gonna rape her. It's. Is the gun going off, or is he just slamming things? No, the gun's going off, but they're blanks. Yeah, he didn't have real bullets. Uh, But this really happens. And he bites her. Sort of. Well, I mean, I think the implication is he's about... He's raping her. It's just... See, he gets into it. This is very similar, actually, to Devil's Advocate, where he's, like, having sex with Charlize. Interesting. And and then it becomes his... Sister. sister. Spoiler, Al Pacino <laughs> is the devil. <laughs> I think I knew that. Which, man, I've been thinking about that recast for the past week. <laughs> when we record. I haven't even begun thinking about it, because I, I don't know how you recast Al Pacino in that role. Now, this Kara, Nicolas Cage actually this took a gun with a blank, put it into his mouth, and pulled the trigger. Which it doesn't. It actually it it doesn't shoot. Like what is it? Like it it like it they're ignites. Di- they're a little different than I feel like blanks now, but it's more of like they were like caps, and like giant caps. But like yeah, but like not safe to do. And he no no, no, no. you could blow your eardrums out. Yeah, or even worse, something to your throat. Plus that's how uh, oh that boohoo. Plus that's how Cage um, cries. Brandon Lee. Yeah, that's how he died, right? Blank and. There was like a piece of the charge is what shot out, you know. So it's still not safe to shoot yourself with blanks. Boo hoo! Has he eaten? No. Yeah, I don't think you've seen him eat. 
He drank alcohol. Mm, I don't have that one. I like how billiards or bowling, like those two are synonymous with each other. <laughs> well, no, because neither of them happens too often, so it's like one yeah. or the other. It's amazing how many times he is in either of those. This is a pretty great scene. <laughs> this, this He's just running down the street I'm screaming, I'm a vampire. Now tell me, how many times have you seen that? In New York City? In New York, right? Like, that's what yeah. I love about this movie. That's just Tuesday, man. Right. Because I think if I remember right, when they shot this... <laughs> Seven years bad luck. When they shot this, uh, they didn't really have permits, and it's like the people's reaction to him on the street were just like... <laughs> what they were at, they just they thought they saw a crazy man, right? Like, yeah, especially there was a, the they, were, they just went and ran and, run and gunned a lot of this stuff. Because it was... A lot, I think a lot of it was shot, like... Maybe not this stuff, but they ran around, like, the Lower East Side, the Lower West Side, Alphabet City, and just, like, you know, at night. In the 80s. In the 80s, Exactly. <laughs> It's like way less populated than I feel. Plus, there's a there is even to oh this someone day, makes a threat. He definitely has made many threats. See the um, coffin. There's some law about uh, filming without permits in Manhattan. Even to this day, now you can, but you have to leave within like 30 minutes or something. So like it's more regulated to amateur as opposed to like mm. you know people who could actually get permits. That's cool. This is the uh, DVD box art cover, I think. It's her sitting over him being crazy. I love right? that earring, whatever the hell yeah, it is. Yeah, that's cool. Although, maybe not the DVD box art cover, but it's definitely the, uh, the it's, letterbox cover. It's like a famous poster cover. Yeah. It's kind of giving me some vibes I watched recently, which, oh, wow. which was kind of good. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Lair of the White Worm. No. But it's like this weird... It's also a Bram Stoker uh, novel, but it was adapted... Uh, in Britain, it's got Peter Capaldi is in it and Hugh Grant, hmm. and uh, it has to do with sort of like a vampire woman, maybe if she might be real or not. There's a lot of similar themes going on, uh, but they're completely different movies. Oh, poor Alva! It's just the idea of the female vampire. I hope you realize that the name of this movie could be "Poor Va- Poor Alva." I think it should be I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. <laughs> like all that is the title. I, I, when I saw is her the pick brother? up... Oh my god, is that the guy... Is that... Um, yeah. Simon Cowell? It is Simon no, Cowell. the guy in the middle. Yeah, Simon Cowell. No, he's... Uh, I'm sorry. That guy. Fellow listeners. Yeah. I no, expected that shot, like when she turns around with, with the thing of eggs, I expected... Nicholas Cage to be sitting at the table. Uh, I'll tell you in a minute who I thought that guy was. You're gonna I think him. I know who you mean, but I can't place him. Um. He's eating, technically. Is so he eating it's or he's not biting? He's not Kevin Corrigan, who was in this show I used to watch Grounded for Life with Donald Loge, who you know from Terriers, but Kevin Corrigan has been a like a, an Italian character actor in tons of stuff. He's yeah. Tons of stuff. He's in The Departed as Leo's cousin. That's yeah, him. he does look a lot like him. I think I know who you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's on Fringe. Come on, speak Spanish. Oh, Use subtitles. Give me that. Sweet they might be wind. Italian, actually. Alva? Yeah. Oh, she might be. Yeah, you're right. Fine, speak Italian. Well, yeah. I've seen Kevin Corrigan in recently. Aside from everything, he oh man, the, he was the one when he showed up in Fr- he was the one character in Fringe that I was just like, <laughs> I need. To, they didn't really 
wrap up, and I was so... He's been in 148 things. Oh, he was in Results. He was the rich guy in Results. He was in The Missing yeah. Girl, which I saw. He, he was, was in, in Pineapple Express as Night one of the of main Cubs. thugs. He's the guy who's like, I'm leaving. I'm going home to my wife and kids. And the guy's like, you can't Oh, go. he's going to a magic shop. <gasps> I love a good magic shop. This is where he gets his fangs. <laughs> Carrie, you want to know something weird? I saw the movie Novitiate last night, which is about nuns in the 1960s. Uh-huh. And it stars Jill Garvey, stars Margaret Qualley. Okay. And in the film, there's a flashback to when she's a young girl. Her father is played by Tommy Garvey. So brother, sister oh, on creepy. The Leftovers, essentially father-daughter in this. Like, she's, you know, right. eight or whatever, or eight or ten, as opposed to nineteen twenty. But it's weird that, you know, basically both college-age kids hmm. became father-daughter. And I was like, because he's only in one scene, I was like, who is... They're barely... But he looks familiar, because he wasn't really... He hasn't been in the show lately, so I he's not on my top brain. And because I knew she was in I went to see it for her. And then... When the movie ended and the credits were rolling, I looked up on IMDb and I said out loud in the theater, oh, holy shit. <laughs> oh, they're not really in, like, the third season all that much, right? Yeah, Correct. no, he definitely yeah. isn't. I mean... They show up on, like, a... No, uh, he's in the beginning. Yeah. And they show yeah. up on, like, a phone call at one point. I, it's it's yeah. weird, though, that he's in the beginning with that scene with Liv Tyler and then just, like, not in the rest of the show, I, which is an interesting choice. I didn't. Oh as is the scene in the movie that we're watching right now. I got to go back and rewatch seasons one and two. I only liked them, but I loved season three of The Leftovers. But I well, if you love three, you should love two. I, uh, one is a very different series, very yeah. different season. But shot mostly in Nyack. Yep, which we are very close to. What's up right now? I've, I've uh, realized that my superpower is like uh, recognizing sh- filming locations. Well, you know what's weird. <laughs> Season one shot in Nyack. Season two shot in Austin. Mm-hmm. Season three shot in Australia. Uh, the Path on Hulu is also shot in Nyack a really? lot. Yeah, and just like the the general area. And there's like an overhead like drone shot coming in from the river of this like. And you're in the shot. I'm not in the shot, no. But I recognize that it's like one of the opening scenes of the the very first episode, and it's like this weird little parking lot in Piermont. I was like, oh, I know exactly where that is. <laughs> Um, if you've seen uh, Young Adult, they, okay. they film all around Nyack. Oh, okay. Right there. I recognized yeah. it instantly. I was like, holy crap. Catch Young Adult and watch The Throne this fall. That's right. Yeah, they, um, there's tons of shit shooting there now. It's actually really weird. I, I wonder if there's it. some kind of tax incentive thing there is. going yeah. on there. And plus, there's some locations you can use for a lot of America. Like, yeah. It can double for so much. And you're also close enough to New York that if you need to yep. do New York for something, you can do New York. It's also yeah. got a pretty killer um, ball. The the New York State Film Board gives a lot of tax incentives, and then there's also like on the county level mm. too. And Rockland has a I'm lot. One away from bingo. Yeah, I've been one away. For I'm a one while. away in a lot of I different need a helicopter directions. Or subtitles. Speaking of Rocky, I know those are chickens, but you get a little Rocky <laughs> moment here of him chasing some pigeons. This will be a lot is is he gonna eat the drink the blood of the pigeon? Most likely, that is his intention. This. Some uh, season three angel shit. <laughs> that was when they had like the detective agency. Well, that I I should have said season three Buffy. Oh, okay, okay. Cage eats right. if he eats, but it has to it has to be on screen. I watched Angel up until the puppet episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. But I liked 
Uh, Spike and Angel and everybody. I thought it was a yeah. cool idea. The demon dude. The and there's so many guy. feathers on that pigeon that he's demolished. Well, I didn't know he was going to pluck it first. I thought he was going to it into it. Oh, he okay, he ate definitely it. ate. But we, didn't, we don't know it for sure. You can, I, you can give yourself the points. I feel like we missed the shot where he coughs out like feathers from yeah. his hand. Like, poof. <laughs> I wonder if that painting on his wall has any deeper meaning. There's like two guys standing together and then one guy standing by himself. Yeah, probably two guys saying like, look at that guy over there, he's crazy. He looks like, like yeah, an Edward Hopper. vampire? <laughs> his makeshift coffin. Like, wouldn't it have been amazing if there was a scene where he actually went out and bought a coffee yeah. and dragged it home through the streets? <laughs> no, I think Should I prefer. I, thi- this? I think I prefer this. You yeah. like? Yeah, I could see. You know, him not going a hundred percent. Like, I'm a makeshift vampire because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to believe. Like, he's he's making do with the fact that he's a vampire. He doesn't want to embrace oh, it. Nice this shot. looks like the same position from the opening shot yeah. in the credits. Just later I, in the this day. This is also the same. Mm-hmm. Just huh. more panning. Tall buildings, tilting tall buildings. But like the same buildings and but, from yeah. the same vantage point. Right, yeah. Just left over from the opening credits. Is this montage? Just kidding. This is montage. montage. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is. This would definitely oh, count as that. like, you know, interstitial montage stuff. So I can win if there's a helicopter, if there's subtitles, or if someone plays a musical instrument. How is there not a helicopter? This is New York City. I know. Where's Chopper 4? Exactly. Chopper I one. can win if there's a war. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a war between... Helicopter! Helicopter! Oh. Bingo! Won two. Oh. Uh, Did you win too? Yeah. So we tied win. Win tie. Oh, that's a If this was shot. called I'm a Vampire, I also would have won. You think that's Al Cerullo? Is Al Cerullo credited to this? So there's a guy who's been, like, basically a helicopter pilot in hundreds of Hollywood movies, and he's in like eight Cage movies. Mm. And we asked Marco, we're like, do you know Al Cerullo? He's like, nope. <laughs> so we're like, must have been before your time. <laughs> End of that thread. <laughs> I went two for two today. I think this is like the, usually when I get bingo, it's way earlier. This is like one of the later times in the Mike, game. we really have to earn this one. How many How many total ones you have crossed off? Not including the middle one. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have nine, not including one, two, the free three, space. Four, five, six, seven, eight, and ten. I have, okay. I have three, six, nine... I have 13 crossed off. Wow. <laughs> this is great. It's so good. I love how they added that smoke. The smoke. See the smoke trailing him? It's like he's emanating the vapor. Like it's his vampire vapor, but it's just a smoke machine on the corner. Carol, there was one episode where we... One of the first times we did bingo, which was with Zach. Uh, he won bingo, I want to <laughs> say, 15 minutes into the movie. <laughs> We were like, oh, or did I win? One of us won. What movie was that? I don't remember. I think it was Next. It might have been Next. next? Which, dancing. You guys, like, yeah, I got dancing. He, someone uh, play, does someone play a musical instrument? Do we see it? Is there a live band? Mm-hmm. And are we considering like turntables a musical instrument? Oh, I do. Absolutely. Turntables, you know, if you ask me. I Look could, show, right. you, I got could show you how to use the them as a musical instrument, as a drum, as a guitar. He is in his element. This is my people. Come on, show me a band. Show me a band. I love the chandeliers in like this meatpacking district type club turnaround. <laughs> it's truly remarkable 
because you know what's amazing? Like we were saying kind of before, like there's people that just are weird like that. Yeah. Like you guys have been to bars and clubs and, you know, generally there'll be someone kind of wandering around by themselves like you don't want to get too close to. There's so many extras in this scene. I love how he's got his hand up. Like he's so Victorian right now. Like he's he's acting like he's from the age of the first vampire almost. <laughs> Do you think that they actually just shot like in a normal club, or do they cast all these people? Hmm, that's hard to say. They probably cast. They probably like rented the club and said every extra we're filming here tonight. Like, if you want to be in a movie, come to this club on this day. I don't know. I have a feeling that's central casting all the way. Oh, look, a young woman doing cocaine by herself. It's the the perfect victim. (laughs) He's like, what have you discovered? He's really good in this. She prowls over to her. She looks a little Shelley-ish or something. Like, there's something... Mary Shelley? (laughs) He kills her, right? (laughs) He does something. He whispers, I'm a vampire. (laughs) Which is probably actually what he said. Yeah, he's just... uh... That's what Bill Murray says to uh, the end of the movie in Japan with Black Widow. Lost in Translation. That is the weirdest way to describe Lost in Translation. (laughs) I was having a Oh, yeah, directed by Domino, that movie in Japan with Black Widow. Okay. Now, I can't imagine being able to bite a girl with fake vampires. Uh, No, you definitely cannot. Uh... I kind of feel like he's not that strong. Like... He is weak, but he's also... He caught her off guard, though. He's the embodiment of white Hollywood. (laughs) Plus, isn't there a space on the neck, like, you can really puncture a certain artery there where he'll bleed out easily? Jugular. Yeah, so he probably hit the jugular. Oh, because he does kill her. Oh. That's interesting. Don't do coke alone in a strange club. Obviously. The, the, the most remarkable thing about this... Oh, my scene, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, he really killed her. He's like, whoops, I killed her. He took the that, put it back in. The most remarkable thing about this scene is that this is a uh, huge room where there's literally no one else. Yeah. And she's surrounded by empty glasses and empty beer bottles, like... Seems like an entirely different location. Now it feels a little more connected. You know what? If we were remaking this... Directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. Oh, absolutely. Oh, perfectly. We should write him and tell him to remake this movie. We should just send him a copy of this, like hundreds of copies, <laughs> until he agrees. <laughs> who would who would play the lead? Who would play Cage? I don't want to go back to the Gosling well, but... All-female reboot of Vampire's Kiss. Ooh, make it like one of the... Elle Fanning could just be the lead? Mm-hmm. Just recast her in every Winding Refn movie? Who would you cast as him, though? Man or woman? Mm, yeah, I'm Bring Cage back. <laughs> Shia? Uh, I think Shia is the easy choice for, like, a, when Cage is crazy, who can we put into that character actor type of role? The problem is no one does... No, no, no. You know, like, you know who I would do? It would have to be, like, a motion-captured creature or something. I would do... I don't know if... It, it wouldn't be as good, obviously, because this is, like, the best. I would do Christopher Abbott. Okay. Who is from Girls. He plays Shosh's boyfriend. No, not Shosh's boyfriend. Who is he... Oh, he plays... 
God, who does he play in girls? What about Adam Driver? He's got the look. Nah, I don't think he's too famous, but I don't know. I wish he could. Oh no, Christopher Abbott played Marnie's boyfriend on Girls. Did you watch Girls? No. I watched Girls. I am talking to the wrong crowd. Uh, he was I in, ain't, no. <laughs> he was in It Comes at Night. Did you okay. see that? Yep. Mm-hmm. He was James White in James White. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? I can't play, place him. It Comes at Night, there's like guys with beards. Okay, he looks a little Affleck. But he's a better... He, he can actually act, though. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean... He's that's... in a new movie that I really want to see called Sweet Virginia, which is him and John Bernthal. Ooh, I like that guy a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you get as you, Alva? You need some... <laughs> Rosie Perez. <laughs> no, everyone... 50-year-old Rosie Perez. Then you just recast Cage, like I said. <laughs> you, you pick up with Peter now. Because I think Christopher Abbott gets the vulnerability... Because there's a vulnerability, there's a vulnerability to Peter Lowe in this movie. It's just he's overcompensating. Oh, look! It's the actual vampire. It's he sees her that eye. Her? No, is that the vampire or is it the other girl? No, no I think no. that's the other girl. I think it's the he other girl. It, he thinks it's the vampire, right? And then she starts laughing at him. See, that's the vampire. No, it's not. That's the other girl. No way. It's the other girl with wow, the wig. Wow, it's the switcheroo? It's the other girl with the wig, no, right? No, because like, watch. She's going to laugh Ah, oh, another hard C. Yeah. That was even before it kind of became in vogue. Hmm. What, the hard C? Yeah. Not that it should be used, but see? Look at her. It's her. It's no, the, no, no. That's not the vampire. I'm pretty sure. No, that's the other girl. I don't think so. Well, that's why I love this movie, because of that. Because of, we can kind Who of argue like that. If any of you have overreaction or Cage freaks out, now would be the time to cross it off. <laughs> oh, I marked those off ages ago. <laughs> See, that's the other thing. He thinks he's invulnerable. Oh, this is great. They all do the cross fingers at him. Kara, I hope you're ready for... Oh my god. Maybe the best 15 minutes. I, this has been a lot so far. Oh, number three. I've only said minions oh, three to four. four. Now. <laughs> I've, I've said minions as many times as he's dropped the hard C. Oh. <laughs> the sun. <laughs> so run towards the sun. Now, if he was rational, which he's very clearly not, he would be able to know that running in the sun, he would, like, melt or burn Well, he says I can't take it anymore, so I think he's actually hurling towards self-destruction on purpose. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of that suicidal tendency in this film. He asks Alva to kill him, he's doing, Mm -hmm. he's aggressive towards people, he kind of almost wants someone to beat him up, or to kill him for him. Should I add suicidal tendencies to the list? It's either when somebody is suicidal, or a song by the suicidal tendencies. (laughs) plays on the soundtrack. Which How I often don't think is that? Happens. I think Iron Man 1, he, listens, he listens to a Suicidal Tendency song as the one, all I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me, just one. Oh, that's uh, what's it? That's the song from Guitar too. Institutionalized, Institutionalized, right? yeah. Suicidal Tendencies <laughs> on IMDb. Soundtrack of 20 things. Young Adult. Wow. Iron Man. The Blue Hour. Lightning Bug. Never heard of these. Yulee's Gold. Oh, Empire wow, Records. Oh, the Empire Brady Bunch movie. Institutionalized. 
SFW. They never made a third Brady Bunch movie, unfortunately. Miami Vice one episode. When I oh, and I Repo have... Man institutionalized. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Oh, by the way, I know you commented on the was it the Back to the Future poster in Happy Death Day? The Mondo poster yeah. on the wall. Well, there's also a Criterion Repo Man poster on that, that wall. That is not getting. Is any he going to try and stake himself? Probably. Just you wait. Those two people have no idea movies being filmed. (laughs) (laughs) But those are not actors. (laughs) Those are just New Yorkers. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That is such great delivery. Oh, why isn't that a red sports car? There's a red car. Yeah, but you know, hard thing about the sports car. I also have have a red sports car on here, so I would get a check off. Check off. Check off. R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. <laughs> it's so good. The <laughs> okay, so like, does that bell count as a musical instrument? Well, here's the thing about the bells. That's a hunchback thing, not a vampire thing. Like, the hunchback mm. rang the bell. I think it's just like a broadly Catholic thing, you know? Is he driving the Knight Rider car? Kit. <laughs> that guy in a red shirt and a wheelchair, is that a red sports car? They they don't know movies being filmed, I'll tell you that much. Look at them just look at the people passing by. I do want to know if they shot any scenes where people were like Cause it was he'd been in things that people had seen. But he wasn't he wasn't like a famous face yet. Like he wasn't Facially famous, I feel like he's also bloody as hell. It's probably like seven in the morning. Let's put it this way: it's not the kind of guy where disco you, like, death, girl victim of bizarre murder. It's not the kind of guy you would notice, uh, not sort of followed by an entourage walking down. You know what I'm saying? If Nicholas yeah. Cage was just walking Out down of the context, street by himself Nicholas back Cage. then, I doubt he'd be recognized. I mean, I probably wouldn't recognize him now. If he was walking down the street by himself. I hope you would. And you very... Shirt. You have at least he, one shirt with his face on it. Very bad at recognizing people. He would most likely have a beard. I feel like he grows that between movies to yep. sort of stay incognito a little bit. Warren Zevon, Werewolves of London? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. California... Ca- oh! <laughs> <laughs> I just walked into the wall. You guys, this movie is very good. You picked a, you picked a winner. Yeah. Uh, Californication, though, the, the David Duchovny show, which is not great, but he's whenever he writes, he, he does the three W's. Or whenever he finishes a writing, he does the three W's. Whiskey, weed, Warren Zevon. See, now here... How did he get all cleaned up? Because he, he's not. He's talking to himself on the street. See, he's got the thing oh, in his hand. Oh, he thinks he's at therapy. He thinks he's at therapy. Which begs the question... So this movie is about mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, he is now... A mentally ill executive roaming the streets because he's had a psychotic break. Yeah. <laughs> he's back up on that windowsill. I'm a professional. Yeah, I don't laugh. <laughs> She's clearly not a professional comedian then. <laughs> like, he's got a goatee made of blood, which is pretty great. <laughs> Never seen that in any other and movie ever. The woman's murder is already front page. Uh, yeah, it was last night, and it made the front page of today's news. 
So you would think that, I mean, again, 80s New York, seeing a man walking around with a goatee of blood. Not a single cop um, drove by. But maybe that's another comment, is like the lack of patrol, the number of people roaming the streets with random blood on their shirts. If one thing is for sure from cage movie to cage movie, aside from women are going to be treated like dirt, it's that cops cops are bumbling idiots. Suck at their job, except for Delroy Lindo and Timothy Oliphant in Gone in 60 Seconds. What year was American Psycho made? 2000. Really? I was thinking those guys should get their own movie. Which guys? The guys guys Gone in 60 Seconds? I don't think so. I think that's probably fine to stay as is. I thought it was much older than that. I want to watch that movie with just their parts and see how good it is. <laughs> He's getting so mad now. Well, she's laughing. She's a professional. She doesn't laugh. Said she wouldn't. Why is she laughing though? The good doctor. She calls herself the good doctor. Wait, what? That he's a vampire? The both of you, meaning like him and his vampire self, okay. Sharon. Sharon. This is. Wait a minute. There's a there's a lot of weirdness happening right now, Kara. Oh, he's trying to get his imaginary shrink to set him up with her imaginary next patient. That's how far gone he is. <laughs> Well, you know, he's he's just he's looking for love in all the wrong places in New York City. Here she comes. Yes. In total compliance with all <laughs> psychiatry regulations. Ethics regulations, yeah. Let's introduce patients mm-hmm. and then couple them up. Well, first, you guys tell- are broken in the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Divulge uh, details about private sessions. Exactly, yeah. Screw confidentiality. Oh, totally different Very type of woman. Different, yeah. Similar hair, though, kind of. It was the eighties. Mm, she's way more Caucasian, you know. And she's like almost blonde. See, is this the whitewashing? Like all those other Latinos mm. and black wow. girls that you've been those with. Those are those are real. You don't want them. Those are real people. This is the fake. But this is she's the, the this is the idealized version. But it's though. the unattained. But that's the lie. That's the big Hollywood like. That's the so lie. What this like movie that is this is, is that normal. You, you think you want a white girl, but you actually want a vampire. It's not a vampire, but like I feel like he's attracted to the other, and he, he can't handle. So people know they look <laughs> Cage, Cage. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Cage is mad that he's attracted to non-white women, and that bothers him. And it's like, it's like his fetish, possibly. Well, I think this scene is saying though is that. This is not the answer. That those that the girls in the movie are fine. That this ideal woman is wrong. That it's a lie. Like he's even imagining it in his own head. You know. I think that's a bit of a stretch, but sure. Well, we got to get. I did rape someone a couple nights ago. A girl at the office. I just lost control. Just did release Carrie. It's totally fine. <laughs> and look, he's so relieved. <laughs> oh my god! I just thought I should tell you. Okay. There's a lot going on in this movie, and I love it all. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but I, I should not love it, and yet somehow I do. It it just throws it all there. It doesn't it doesn't organize it itself. <laughs> it, it lets you do it if you want to, but you don't even have. It to. turned into a vampire. It's a long story. Goodness. 
And she just looks at him like, Peter. I love the justification of everything, you know? Like, oh, people get murdered in New York every day, so you killed someone. Who cares? Who among us hasn't? Yeah. No one's come back, and she has, she that actress doesn't come back at all. She looks very familiar. I, I have a wonderful life together, and I will take care of the cops. She, to me, Mike, feels like she should be someone from Twin Peaks, just like anybody from mm. Twin Peaks, because there's so much Twin Peaks crossover in his movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> He's on his blind date with Sharon. Losing his mind. He's completely off the deep end now. Alternate title, New York State of Mind. Oh, I like that. With a theme song by Jay-Z and Rihanna. It only takes ten years to crack in New York if you're Cage. What is that lady I like handing out flyers and stuff? She definitely was. She has a fun hat. That was last week. This is this week. No more vampires. Meanwhile, Alpha and her brother just sitting outside. Staking out his apartment, yeah. <laughs> just waiting. Are they going to uh, do a revenge killing? Or? You have to wait and see. Oh my god. I don't know if I could handle We have seven minutes left this movie, I think, including the credits. This has is been a it? lot. Wow. This kind of flew by. Because it's a great film. <laughs> I do forget how much I love this movie. Ah, oh, tire iron. Oh yeah, he's getting real ethnic because he's just vaguely ethnic <laughs> of all. So like a tire iron is just like he's, the weapon he's, of choice. Yeah, he is the melting pot of New York in one person, basically. He is New York. Oh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines when we were doing. I, I remember pulling that quote. Why couldn't you be normal? Why'd you have to become a vampire? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You have a tire iron. Break in. There, there we go. go. Yeah, yeah. But you press every button in the hopes that one of them will buzz you in. Well, you know, he doesn't want to... Why break a window if you don't have to? When God breaks a window, he opens a door. It's all for the better, greater good. It was just foreshadowed. People die in this city every day. Could be you, Peter. It's a very Christ-like image on the wall with yeah. a light shining on his head. But that that is that, that, But it looks like a woman. Looks yeah. like the mother, like Mary or something. Yeah. It's like a lot of I feel like, weird Catholic undertones, but nothing that really every, every, yeah, just stands out. Like, things are just sort of a dash of this, a pinch of that. Yeah. Like, well, like you know religion, how like you know there's that, that documentary Room Two Thirty Seven, which is about uh, those crazy. Yeah, about I watched like two minutes and almost. Threw and they're like, oh, oh really? Wearing, I loved it. Oh, the Danny's wearing yeah. a NASA sweater. That means that Kubrick filmed the space, yeah, the moon I landing. Can't. It's no. like I wish. They I don't know. It's like a fun thought experiment. If you don't take it too seriously, they took it seriously. I want them to do the same thing with this movie with like you see that like Virgin Mary painting on the wall that's what this means that's that's the key to unlocking this whole super film. decode this yeah I, I really wanted to give 247 a chance but they, they realized they were serious yeah spoiler alert I'm about to win again in bingo 
This is the only guy who does what he wants. All he wants to do is die. Oh. oh, more in the gut than the heart. But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna take a while. It's like in a lung or something. I uh, I won. I have two bingos now. Oh, because he died. Two. Yep. Oh, oh my god! You know what I want so badly age. that uh, the Paul Rubens death scene in the original Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. Oh, kind of looks like yeah. Paul Rubens in that. Oh my god! Yeah, if he the could just do the, the thing with rolling around and holy shit! I wonder if yeah. Paul Rubens pulled any of this for for that. Look wise, I feel like that came out before this. You know, Buffy came out before this. Buffy was ninety two. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, and that was uh, his. That was after Paul Rubens was like arrested and everything. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like his little comeback. You know, that's one of the few movies that I'm really sad that we're not covering for that that we Mm. canceled Affleck because like I wanted to do. Yeah, I was very much looking forward to that. Uh, I went in there a Luke Perry fan, and I came out a Christy Swanson devotee. Yes. Well, if either of you want to do it on Wistful Thinking. Um, I was thinking of trying to come up with a show we could sort of cross all shows. It's like if we did a show a month about... Where you just watch things that you want to watch. Right. But we had like two or three people f- across the platform on. Like yeah, I didn't need be to cool. be on every episode. Like one, you know, one person from each show. Either you month. or me would have to be on every episode and edit it. Yeah. Right. You need but somebody have to, to be, But I wouldn't have to be on every episode is all I'm saying. But <laughs> So basically, Joey, no, no, no. another show for you. I'm just saying in general, like, we wouldn't all have to appear wow, on every show. Wow, you guys. We could switch it around. But, I am okay. so glad that we watched Credits. this. That was... A round of applause. What? What a trip. Joke guy. Joke David girl. David Pierce. Not yep. David High Pierce. Mark Coppola and David Pierce back to back in the credits. Jennifer Butt. Oh, that poor hell girl. yeah! Also, why do they why do they number from the top down? Editor three two one, Marriage Girl two one. That's strange. <gasps> There's voiceover. It's voiceover. It's not Cage voiceover though. Yeah. Does mine say Cage? Oh, it does say Cage. Why does that one say Cage <laughs> on top of it, and all the rest don't? Early in the movie, you're complaining. I want them all to be about Cage. Now the one is actually about Cage. I want it to be well, about anybody. That the way it goes. I mean, if it's not going my way, you know, I actually there. I w- so. <laughs> We were talking about, like, is this, was Jennifer Beals and the other woman... Oh, right. Like, was she, what he was doing with Jennifer Beals actually happening with the other woman? I would love to see this from that other woman's perspective. Yeah. I think I would love every movie that exists to be a different take on this movie. Well, what's so great about this movie is you can play out all these different versions in your mind, you know? Like, the the movie invites you (laughs) to think about what, like, perspective this is being seen from. Yeah. Like, poor Alva. For her, this really was a horror movie, you know? Like, there's nothing funny about this whatsoever from her. But we're seeing him do other stuff, too. So when he's, like, attacking her, we're laughing at it. It's I wasn't strange. really laughing well, during, I'm not, that, not during that part. The, I'm not saying during, like, the rape scene, but, I mean, when he's, like, getting on, when he's, like, bossing her around at work and everything mm-hmm. like that, like, it, there, it's funnier when you see everything else that he's gone through. I have laughed the hardest when he's by himself. I find, like, that's when I feel comfortable laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, anytime that he's with women, it's... You know, especially Alva. Like, that's just a very sad... Poor, sweet Alva. Sad storyline. You just can't help it sometimes, those facial contortions and his dialogue, his line readings. It's just... 
Insanity. Well, go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub or at cageclubpod on Twitter. Get all the episodes of Cage Club Revisited. This is the 15th one. We are going to do them for just about every Cage movie. Oh, funny story, sort of, kind of, is that someone I think might be on a future Cage episode, Austin Wolf Southern, who uh, is somebody that I met on Letterboxd because his top four movies were like four amazing movies. I was like, oh, this is somebody that I need. Like, amazing in the way like Vampire's Kiss is there, Keanu's Flying was there. Um, I think at one point, Can't Stop the Music, that Village People. Oh, it was just like, oh, this guy gets it. He might see me on the show. But anyway, he's doing a Nick Vember challenge oh, or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, or Nick Sember or something. It's either November, December, or whatever. And he watched Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, and I, I saw that. And I was just like, and apparently Cage had, had, it's no longer on Cage's IMDb. There's this okay, movie good, called Welcome to Hollywood. It's not in it. That. Mike and I watched, and Cage isn't in it. Like he was credited <laughs> as himself, and he's not in it. Luckily, so. I really enjoyed that. That clue that turned me on to that director, Adam Rifkin. I really yep. enjoy all of his work. Also, Maniac Cop, which is you know uh, two. two Maniac Cop two, which was a Riff Coogan joint. A Riff Coogan joint. Yeah. So anyway, facebookcom club at CageClubPod on Twitter, CageClub.me. Watch all the or listen to all the other revisiteds. Listen to Wistful Thinking. Listen to the original Cage Clubs. Do all that sort of stuff. Email us mailbag at cageclub.me let us know if you made it all the way to the end Um, (laughs) bingo cards available at cageclub.me that's all I got see you next time thank you